with a record of 29 wins, no losses. He has 22 wins coming by way of knockout. The reigning, defending, undefeated, Ah, keen to get into this one today. How you doing? It's Jabin. This is the Punch Podcast, episode 10. And a very bright star for Australian boxing is going to join us today. I am talking about... I'm excited for this. The Harry Garside undercard. This was the debut for him only a few months ago. Sydney's Horton Pavilion and what a finish. And here goes Akuso. He gets trouble. his hands free and Ben Nimbleton goes down. He's and there's damage to that yeah. right eye. And he looks to his corner. Nudge merely throws the towel. And it's a stoppage victory in his professional boxing debut. Paulo Akuso has arrived. He sure did, and he's arrived today on the Punch Podcast. Paulo Acuso, welcome. Where are you right now, sir? I'm at home right now. Just cruising, yeah. getting ready to punch some faces in. Yeah, man, I can't wait for it, to be honest. Two weeks away from now. Look, I was very impressed with you on the Harry Garside undercard. I was like, wow, bang, and you just came straight out of the gates, and I'm yet to probably see a better debut. Did it feel like that for you? Yeah, man, I felt like a good debut. I mean, like, not many people will come out with their debut, stop me song with their first punch that they landed. <laughs> No, it was pretty good. It was a good experience as well. You know, the whole crowd and everyone was just going crazy. Uh, you don't really get that in amateurs. Amateurs or just the hand claps and stuff like that. But that was a good debut. I enjoyed it. Um, Is there much difference from the amateurs to the pros in regards to not wearing headgear? Does it feel different because you've spent your whole life with protective clothing on? Now you've got eight-ounce gloves, no headgear, you're exposed, you're ready to take one if it's there. Yeah, no, 100%. It's completely different. I mean, in the amateurs, you know, like you have the headguard and that, but obviously, like, we got uh, taken off. So, um, but, like, it was a bit of a fast-paced kind of game, like mm-hmm. the amateurs. Yeah. So, like, you really had to, like, worry about, like, how many punches is coming your way. But as of the pros, it's it's more relaxed. You've got the rounds to work out, like, what you're going to do and stuff like that. I did notice that with Harry Garside where he doesn't sit down in the corner and he said, oh, well, in the amateurs, you're just you're only doing a couple of rounds. These 10 rounders, I think you might take a seat soon. No, but Harry Garside, you know, he's a fitness freak, bro. Like, yeah. his fitness is crazy, so... He can stand up, sit down, doesn't really matter. Like, he can recover like that. So, but, but for me, uh, yeah, I need to sit down. <laughs> well, we've got a second fight on the cards now, which we're looking forward to. June 29, Brisbane Convention Centre. Now, the press conference, I just want to play you some audio, which I went, oh, yeah, this is the mindset I need to be around. My plan is to be the fastest Australian uh, world champion all time. You know, I mean, uh, Jeff Fennick got it in seven. I want to get it in six. If I got to get that, then I would get through all these guys. Boom. We love it. Have you mapped this plan out yet? Well, we've we sat down with my team and uh, we've talked about the people that got a uh, you know like got a fight against and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I mean, there's no time to be fighting like people below me or just people just to get my fights up or like my fight record up. Yeah. So uh, we sat down with the team and uh, I think after this fight we're gonna try and get Ferris because he's he's our uh, world ranked. Yeah. And then after that we're just gonna keep. Like going for the world rank fights so we can get in the top eight or top five in the WBO or IBF 
and then hopefully from then on we can get the shot for the world title. That'll be amazing. Yeah, and as you said, Farish Chevalier is your man. That's the one that I predicted and was meaning to chat to you about. And he is ranked out of three of the four sanctioning bodies and nine with the IBF. So he is, and obviously uh, Australian and in Brisbane. So he, yeah. uh, he he seems like an ideal candidate and a good fight for an Australian card as well. So, I mean, your first guy you got to get through is Robert Berridge. He's... 39 fights in it almost sounds yeah. like and i think ben damon actually said it on this podcast which i totally agree with he said on paper it sounds like a mismatch but it's absolutely not that at all and we're obviously going to be behind you regardless but that's that's quite the the second fight isn't it yeah i know he's had 39 fights and stuff like that yeah but for me like i don't think he's a good fighter at all like i just think he's an experienced fighter with yeah. like a lot of fights you know he's fought war champions he's fought for war titles and all that but in saying that, you know, um, everyone that hops in the ring, it's completely different when, you know, like when you're up against, a, for me, someone who went to Olympics, experienced like the world stage already, like different countries and all that. Like, I feel like I'm on that same experience level as him. Yeah, absolutely. Me, so I just, you know, turn off and do, man, it's, it's going to be going for sure. Yeah, he's had 39 fights, but he's never fought you, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you can use that at one of your next press conferences. I quite like it, to be honest. Uh, he's had 39 oh, fights. Oh but he hasn't faced Paul Alcuso. Exactly. I love it. So you're new to the pros, obviously not new to boxing, we know that, but you're going for your second fight. How many are you planning to have in a year? Because I know obviously Nikita Zhu is another person uh, with No Limit Boxing as well, who I think they're trying to aim around that four to five maybe fights a year. How active do you do you think you're going to get? So my first and second year, like I want to be like really, really active. That makes sense. Like, yeah. like in the averages, I'm just so used to just fighting like every fortnight or every <laughs> month or something like that. So yeah. I'm just kind of used to it. Like, I'm not really used to having a fight and then chill, relax, and then have a couple of months off and then fight again. Like for me, I'm just so used to that um, you got to be ready all the time because. I might get a call up and then fight next week or something like that. That's just me. Like, like I'm probably used to it, but my body hasn't gone through enough stress yet. So I feel like there's so much I could do right now. And you just want to do it. <laughs> yeah. I just just load them up. And that's exactly. right what you say, be ready. Like Stevie Spark, he went in against Tim Zhu with a moment's notice when Zarafa pulled out. Had he yeah. pulled off the upset, there'd be a trajectory for him through the roof and things like can change in an instance like, like you're suggesting. So absolutely be ready. And I guess it's almost one of those things where you've been so active for so long. It's like, geez, I'm not fighting until November. What are these guys doing for that long? <laughs> it would be. It'd be impressive. I think Scott Nicholson, who was, I guess, an Olympian campmate for you as well, she has yeah. had like three fights in three months. Man, she's doing amazing right now. I mean, she's even doing it on like a big stage with our bathroom and stuff like that. And mm. no, it's good, man. Like, it's good to see one of the, uh, the Aussie teams just, you know, going up and also fighting every month, bro. That's crazy. <laughs> Like we said, without headgear now, it's serious. They're getting hit clean and, and then you're bouncing back four weeks later. And Yeah, it'd be great to see. I guess there's so much buzz around the sport now. I think you hit the pros at the perfect time, to be honest. Does it feel like that? Yeah, I've been like for... For the sport in general. That, yeah, for the amount of years I've been doing boxing for, I, mean, I feel like it's like it's time for me to turn pro. My style suits it. I mean, I just feel like it's meant for me. And I'm going to keep, you know, going to keep performing like I did on my debut and... Yeah. Well, you've got some nice mates around you that can help uh, lead that advice as well. Your mates with Taito Avasa, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. What advice has he given you for for the uh, professional fighting game? Oh no, he's just always told me to keep training, like 
just keep trying hard and, and just remember where we're from. Yeah. He was like, man, like we come from nothing, you know. So I guess that's the advice he gives me because obviously we come from nothing and we got to make sure that, you know, like we're always on top of our game and stuff like that. But yeah. Who did you see when you were growing up that got you into the sport? Who were you watching? Uh, like I was never really watching like anyone like when I first started boxing yeah I started maybe because my dad uh, so I was playing rugby league and then my dad was like oh son let's go do boxing <laughs> so I did boxing and all that and yeah I didn't really know any fighters and I remember people were saying oh Mayweather and when I first watched him I was like nah nah he's Shit, but when I got into <laughs> when I got into it, I'm just like, oh, what was I thinking, bro? This guy's a goat, and <laughs> and yeah, so like I feel like I got it from my dad because my dad used to be a boxer back in the days. Uh, he used to box in Samoa back home. Oh, great! Yeah, like he loved the sport as well. So I'm glad that you know that I've carried it on. Well, Cambosis had the same choice, rugby league or boxing, and I mean he was he was a uh, world champion. So hey, different yeah. paths can lead to the one place, and that's a world title. Which really, really hope you get that opportunity at which. We know you will as well. And so what now? you got Robert Berridge. Uh, we get past that one. Fingers crossed. Everything goes right. And then then it's potentially Farish Chevalier. Yes, that's who we're hoping we'll get. And then after that, get a world rank fight. And yeah, then and go from there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, getting into that top 15 for anyone listening is the battle, and that's what you want to do, I think. You've got to climb through people to get there, and, and, and look, you've got the skills to do it. You proved that on your debut, and you got another fight, June 29, Brisbane Convention Centre. I guess your Brisbane's home for you, isn't it? Yeah, Brisbane's my second home. I moved there in 2012, and I actually started boxing there too, so all the boys that come to my fights are all from Brizzy, so yeah, and I love them. I do think about you guys as fighters in the game right now, and, and Liam Wilson's a prime example of it as well where your peers around you are getting that aren't far away from where you're at like your George Cambosis, like your Tim Zoos, like your Liam Parrows or whoever else, they're all really getting some amazing opportunities and it's all there for you. So you can actually see what the fruits of your labour <laughs> are going to look like, which to me, if I was a boxer and I was standing in Marvel Stadium the other week, I'd just be like the angriest person on earth next time I got in the ring. Like I'd be like, I want that. Does it feel yeah, like that? It does feel like that. I mean, like, I get competitive a lot. <laughs> like, when I see, especially, like, you know, like, when I see a fight in Australia or, like, a World Champion fight, I see it, I'm just like, man, like, just picture myself in the exact same position as them, being in the ring, fighting for World Total in front of Australia. Yeah. Well, the next step in that campaign is June 29, Brisbane Convention Centre. Ticket tech for your tickets and nolimitboxing.com.au. But of course, if you're not in Brizzy, you can check it out on our KO and Fox Sports as well. But we really appreciate your time. All the best for the big fight. We're looking forward to it. And we'll definitely here on the Punch Podcast be following your career very closely because uh, there's a few good ones floating around in the sport and you're definitely one of them. I appreciate a lot, man. Like, uh, thank you so much. And if you want to keep up with Paulo Acuso, at Team Acuso on Instagram. Yes, sir. Keep an eye out. <laughs> well, that's it for the Punch Podcast today. A huge thanks to the No Limit team and to Paulo Acuso for stopping by today. And some big stars planned in the next couple of episodes as well. So do not go anywhere. Subscribe so you'll know when they do pop by the podcast. And if you are new to it, if you're listening for the first time, skim back over a couple of episodes. You'll hear former WBO world champion Jeff Horn, main events Ben Damon, and a whole stack more. It's right here on the Punch Podcast. And thank you for listening. <laughs> 